How's it going, Jets fans? My name is Alex, and my co-host here, Ryan Moran. Today, we want to discuss a myriad of different topics, ranging from Corey Davis, injury report, George Fant, you know, what's his timeline looking like? Of course, Elijah Barrett Tucker, one of our favorite players on this podcast. You know, uh, if you've been watching for a while, you know I think he could be all-pro level player. I think that he is an unbelievable talent. Him going down is devastating news, you know, right along with Brees Hall and just it just hurts to hear at the end of the day. And of course the, the just went out and made a nice little trade for James Robinson and the Jacksonville Jaguars, a really nice little player and a really sneaky, good pickup for a really cheap price point uh, from Joe Douglas. Love this move. We're going to talk about that. And then Adam Schefter saying uh, last night that there's a potential trade for maybe Laramie Tunsil or Jack Conklin in the works. So, you know, we'll discuss that probabilities and whatnot, but you know, Ryan, to start things off, Corey Davis day to day status is up in the air for Sunday. How important is it that he is back, especially if they're not willing to play Elijah Moore right now? It's very important, Alex. Definitely. I think, you know, especially now with this loss of Brees, I think the passing game is going to have to pick things up and, Corey is a guy that Zach trusts a ton and they've from the start, you know, since joining the Jets last year, have had a very good chemistry between, you know, one another. And I think that was a part of the reason the Jets struggled to move the ball so much Sunday was, you know, not only Brees and AVT, but not having Corey there as a security blank for Zach in the passing game, obviously his size, um, what he can do over the middle in this passing game. And really from there, I mean, obviously after we got off yesterday, it was very uh, recently after announced that, AVT was unfortunately going to miss the rest of the season. Now, I think when we heard Salah speak after the game Sunday, you had an idea with Brees that it obviously was not looking good. And I guess that just took so much of the attention and just so much of the life out of the Jet fan base that we we really didn't expect this type of result with AVT. And it came as a bit of a shock, you know, just watching it live yesterday on the Jets website when he said that AVT was done for the year with the, the pec injury and he's going to need surgery. It's a tough blow, no doubt, to lose, you know, two of your best offensive players, two of the most valuable players across this roster through this five and two start in seven games at this point. But uh, the good thing, I mean, at least George Fan is eligible to return from injured reserve this week. Now, Salah did say yesterday he was in the building and he spoke with him. But as of right now, it, it's not looking great for this Sunday for Fan. And, you know, hopefully next week against the Bills and also Max Mitchell is very close to being eligible to return somewhere to Fan as well. So, Got to hope for those two guys. Luckily, at right guard, Nate Herbig is filled in really well. You know what you have from a durability standpoint with Connor McGovern and Lakin Tomlinson and that they're all really always available. And what Dwayne Brown has obviously given this offensive line these last four games since he's come back at left tackle. You know, th this line luckily has a ton of depth to it. And Joe Douglas deserves credit that you can overcome these injuries to, I mean, really the top five tackles when you look at, Becton, Brown, Fant, Mitchell, and ABT obviously has played four different positions for this offensive line already. You know, we haven't even had to use Dan Feeney yet. Obviously, Cedric he will remain the right tackle who filled in for ABT against the Broncos the other day. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. He, he filled in well in the game the other day. Really wasn't um, beat too badly or anything like that. So uh, obviously tons of injuries. And this James Robinson trade obviously, and you know, brings a ton of excitement. I mean – to see Joe Douglas make a move so fast, I think is so encouraging and promising. And it sends a message, I think, to this team that we expect to win, you know, as tough as it is to lose Brees, ABT, somebody like Robinson, obviously you said it gave up a six that can become a fifth. Um, if he eclipses 600 total yards from scrimmage and he's a restricted free agent at the end of the year, owed minimal money, 500 K. So not too much against the cap for this year. And, you know, it's definitely a needed addition to add him alongside Michael Carter and, keep the, you know, a sustainable one-two punch that can really be electric together on the ground to, you know, continue to help Zach Wilson here as we go. 
Yeah, I know you mentioned a couple different things, notably the offensive line with George Fan unlikely to return this week, maybe next week. You know, uh, Dwayne Brown stepped up big in the last couple of weeks, and Max Mitchell also getting ready to make a return at right tackle. I imagine he'll kind of just transition back to that reserve role with uh, George Fant kind of getting back in the mix here. Uh, but the Jets' offensive line is getting reinforcements. Now the question is, how do you supplement the loss of AVT? You know, Herbig's been pretty solid this year. You know, he's doing decently. Um, but AVT is a monstrous loss. You can't really replace him. He's irreplaceable in terms of talent unless you're going to go get a Pro Bowl-level guard, and that's not easy to do. Um, so you're really hoping for somebody to step up here. You know, Who do you think is that guy? Is he even on the roster? I think, with what, like I said, with Nate Herbig, he's really done a good job, and I think we felt good about the depth of the interior with the re-signing of Dan Feeney early in the offseason and then getting Herbig. It was like late spring, early summer, and he's really done a good job at right guard. Like he's filled in very well. You wouldn't even know it really since ABT had to change from left tackle to right tackle there in, you know, a three week span. And I think you said it best, you know, when Fent returns, he'll probably take that right tackle position. You have him and Herbig there on the right, McGovern Lake, and then Dwayne Brown at left tackle with Max Mitchell really is that swing player. And I, I think even with this ABT injury, like he's so valuable and he's one of the best players on the team, undoubtedly, but can this offensive line still get by with those five and having Max Mitchell as your third tackle? I, I absolutely think so. Yeah, I mean, I guess the signing of Lake and Tomlinson is really looking good right now because, you know, having that other guard spot locked up is essential and, you know, you don't have to worry about it altogether. But um, the Jets offensive line is still capable, right? Like they're they're still solid even without AVT. You know, fans coming back, they're going to be just fine. Um, it's a huge loss nonetheless, but I'll tell you what. Uh, let's see how this impacts James Robinson and Michael Carter. Michael Carter obviously is kind of like your scat back that can take on a workload, you know, a, a workhorse load, but I just don't think that they want to put that much pressure on him, uh, which is why they go out and get Robinson, you know, sixth round pick. That could be a fifth round pick either way. Robinson is a very good player. Jacksonville's like pissed off right now. I've seen many different tweets. Like I cannot believe that they just gave Robinson for a sixth round pick. He is a starting level running back. I mean, just look, go look at what, I mean, he's not Christian McCaffrey, but at the very least, you know, Rob, I mean, Robinson's coming off the ACL tear <clears throat> and um, <clears throat> McCaffrey just got a ton of uh, different draft capital, but I could have totally seen Robinson getting a fourth round pick. Like, I think that's pretty reasonable for him. Very solid player. He's only 24 years old. He's just hitting his like prime right now. Um, and you know, I don't even think he was drafted at the end of the day. Was he, was he even drafted? He was uh, undrafted. Yeah. So he was undrafted. You know, like this is a guy who's exceeding expectations. He's a good dude. Um, he already has 340 yards and three touchdowns and he's a good receiving back too. as a touchdown through the air and 46 yards on nine catches, uh, with an 82% catch rate, but he, he's a bruiser, man. He's, you know, he's, he's a very solid player and the jets are going to get a lot of value out of him, especially if their offensive line holds up here. And I think they will. Um, you know, is he Brees Hall? No, he doesn't have that type of acceleration, doesn't have that type of vision, but he's good enough. You know, he's a very good touchdown producer, short line, short yardage uh, situations. He's your guy you want there. He's the one that you want, um, you know, on the goal line, big body. So I think that this is going to end up being a very good trade for the Jets. Now, will they need James Robinson next year? Probably not. I don't even know if he's under contract, to be honest with you, because he's not really on a rookie deal. I guess it's like when you're on draft free agent, I guess it's like year by year. Uh, so he's probably at just a rental for the rest of the season. Jets obviously have aspirations winning four games to make the postseason, and he can help them do that. So, you know, what are your expectations for James Robinson, the impact he could have? He's not going to replace Brees Hall, but I think he could be an incredibly valuable and an impactful player for this team moving forward. Absolutely. I think you said it best, Alex. I mean, you don't just want to put so much pressure all of a sudden on Michael Carter and Ty Johnson. And I think 
while you can't replace Brees Hall because those players like him are just so rare from a talent standpoint, you just want to, you know, make things a little bit easier and, and take some of the load off of, you know, one or two guys. And I think that's exactly what Robinson provides. Like I said yesterday, you can't forget like what Michael Carter did last year was so encouraging. And I think we can really feel great about him. And, you know, it, it'll probably be a 50-50 split. Like it was a little bit more, I guess you could say, 70-30 Hall to Carter. And I think, you know, Carter's reps will definitely go up and and they should. I mean, obviously Robinson's got to come in and pick up the playbook here, you know, within the next couple of days, you know, with the big game at home on Sunday. But you said it. I mean, the power that this guy provides it, you know, he's 5'9", but 220 pounds, doesn't offer that speed. I mean, he, he's four, he's got four, six speeds, you know, but I think the guy that really offers that home run hitting ability, like I said yesterday, is Ty Johnson, that explosiveness, the long speed, the acceleration, you know, he's kind of that guy who I think takes that aspect of what you lose in Brees, just the big play threat ability. And you look at Robinson's production, I mean, over a thousand yards as a rookie, uh, undrafted free agent on a team that won one game and averaged four and a half yards to carry, had seven touchdowns that year. 2021, you know, his rushing yardage went down, but his touchdown amount went up from seven to eight. His yards per attempt went up from four and a half to 4.7. Really just came as, you know, less carries in that 21 season why his rushing yardage went down. But the receiving production, I mean, 49 catches, 344 yards and three touchdowns as a rookie. Had 31 catches, I want to say, for like 220 yards his second year. So this is a guy who can help as a receiver as well for Zach Wilson, where, you know, Brees was definitely valuable as well. And I think it just, you know, like I said, Carter's role will increase, and it should, absolutely. But it just kind of, you know, makes things a little bit easier, I think, on the offense as a whole to add somebody like Robinson to fill that void of Brees. Yeah, and yeah, like I said before, he's not replacing him, but he can fill the void at the very least and offer you a starting level running back. And, you know, if the Jets do want to go down the road of trading for more talent, you know, as I mentioned before, Schefter said, Laramie Tunsil, Jack Conklin, do you really need them if Fanta's coming back? You know what I mean? Like, do you really want to spend? You have Max Mitchell coming back too. Like, <clears throat> he looked pretty good before he got injured. Um, I would go as far as to say I don't think it's necessary. If you're going to trade for somebody, it probably should be an offensive guard. You know, it shouldn't be a tackle. Um, Herbig's decent. You know, he's not IVT, but he's decent. Um, it, that's just my perspective. I know they have a lot of injuries, and you know, you have guys coming back though. You can't trade for a tackle when you just went and traded for Dwayne Brown. You can't give up all your draft capital, and then you know the Jets traditionally have a lot of good ta- capital, but. Maybe maybe they do end up trading Elijah Moore, and yet they end up getting something back, and they end up flipping that into a guard. You know who knows? There's so many different things that they can do here. Uh, but altogether, I don't necessarily feel as though the Jets are in a bad spot. I don't think that they are in a spot where they're going to compromise their success they've already built up to this point because they lost a couple of players. Good coaching finds ways around it, as we talked about in the in the other day's episode. So right now, I feel pretty confident the Jets are going to find a way to, to overcome this. They got some good, talented players back. They have a lot of guys coming off injury who they didn't have before. Um, you know, this is a team on the up. It's not on the down. And I think that the coaching will help everybody elevate. It'll, they'll get the most out of every single player. So I feel pretty confident. You know, what are your What are your thoughts on Tunsil Conklin rumors? And if you think there's any if any actual weight to them, I'm with you. I don't necessarily see the need, obviously, to hear that and just to know like how aggressive Joe Douglas is. I think it's very exciting to know that he is all in and he knows how good this team is and you know what it can accomplish the rest of the way, but. I'm with you with Fant Mitchell returning imminently here. I, I don't necessarily see it as a pressing need. And I don't think you want to get into, especially when you look at how well the Jets last two draft classes have been. I don't think you want to get to a point where you're mortgaging future draft capital when 
the position's not a glaring need. Like, as I said earlier, the two points, ABT, you don't replace his versatility, his dominance, his willingness to play at whatever position in a pinch on the fly for this team. But the, the group as a whole with Herbig, with Mitchell, with Dwayne Brown, with Lakin, with McGovern, Fant returning soon. Like there, there is a group collectively here that can more than, you know, get the job done for this offense. And I think, you know, like I said, Joe Douglas has done such a good job with the depth across this roster to the point where they can overcome these injuries time and time again. And it, like I said, it's, it's encouraging and you, you want to see the aggressiveness in a win now, you know, mode type on this type of the team, but I don't necessarily see it as something like you said, that has to happen. Yeah, absolutely. But guys, you know, I love to hear your perspectives below on some of these topics. Um, James Robinson, the value he's bringing. I'm curious to see what you guys think about his his qualities and if you think he can be a good player for this team. Um, obviously, you know, the guard situation, who would you prefer to be there? I think Herbig obviously is the, is the guy who's going to get the first crack at the job. Um, has had some experience there this year already. Tunsil, Jack Conklin, you know, what are your thoughts on them? Do you think it's necessary to go after another tackle if you kind of need interior help? I think that getting some of these healthy guys back is going to uh, really help this Jets offense and really help Zach Wilson at the end of the day. And he's the one that needs to step up now. Um, you know, we, we've talked about this the other day. And Zach is the guy that needs to step up. He's got to get better in the passing game. He's got to supplement maybe the reliance on the running game with more accurate throws. Uh, whatever it might be. So we'll see how he responds to all these injuries and all of this kind of stuff accumulating um, heading into week eight right now. But of course, as always, my friends, enjoy the rest of your day. Hope you enjoyed this video. Like, subscribe as always. And we'll catch you guys on the next Fireside Jets episode. 